It is another episode of Restore the Floor, your favorite Pistons NBA podcast with the one and only Evan Jenkins. I'm Stoney. Well, Ev, Wednesday night, the Pistons did what I don't think anybody expected them to do. After getting humiliated and playing one of the worst games of the season, and they've had many, uh, losing to Philadelphia 147 to 116, they come back on a back to back, and we know how those usually work in the NBA, uh, and they defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves, who they've now swept the series with them 135 118. And if you watch that game, you're sitting there thinking, oh my God, it's 10 0. Yeah, it's going to be another blowout, and the Pistons made it close, and then, boom, it was 54-44, Minnesota up by 10 again, with about, you know, four and a half minutes left in the second half, in the first half, and um, then they went, the Pistons went on a 21-10 run to finish the, the the half. Killian Hayes with a layup at the end, gives them the lead, and in the third quarter, they just dominated. Now, let's be fair, Carl um, Anthony Towns didn't play. And Anthony Edwards got hurt early in the game. He did come back in the fourth quarter, but if Edwards doesn't get hurt, I don't know if this, the Pistons win that game. But still, Pistons were missing them guys too. Obviously, Cade, Bagley, they've been out. Isaiah Stewart and Jalen Duran. So injuries to those guys that I mentioned, really no excuse. A hell of a comeback for the Pistons. Yeah, it really is. And, I mean, Minnesota was full other than, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, which is a big thing. But Anthony Edwards did score 20 points in 24 yes, minutes. Right. It seems like these dudes are just, you know, getting their own when they face against the Pistons. Um, even last week when they played against the Sixers, Harden went triple doubles in back-to-back games right, against them. Right. I was at the game at LCA on Sunday, and he was damn near at a triple double by halftime. He just needed two more assists. And MB didn't even play in the first game, and then he, you know. I so listen. It's nice to see the Pistons get wins, right? Minnesota is middle of the NBA. They're going to be depending on when Towns comes back and a lot of things. You know, they had a, after the Pistons beat them on New Year's Eve, they had a players only meeting, and all of a sudden they started playing better. Yeah. And then last night happened, so we don't know how that's going to affect them as well. But they're basically fighting what the Lakers in Portland probably for the last playing spot. Yeah, and why couldn't they get Luca Garza out there? Let him have some revenge. That's against right, his old team. Um, but it is nice to see you know Bay back in a starting role because of the injuries and everything. Thirty one he had last night. Good, good. Good. Yeah. That's what you want to see out of him, right? And, and you know, Bogey gives you what he gives you, game in and game out. Ivy shot way better from the field than he has lately, mm-hmm. which is promising. Right? right. He's going to be a streaky guy. Right. He really Sp- is. Speaking of streaky guys, Diallo, he's pretty streaky. He's fast. Sometimes he's out of control. He had 18 coming off the bench last night. Look, they shot. 60% from the field, 53% from three. You're probably going to win those games. <laughs> yeah, and you're also going to win the game when your other starting guard scores 18 points and plays a good game. And, you know, we've you know the Killian thing, he's starting to look like a pretty good NBA player. I'm not going to say great all-star, but even if he, you know, when next year when Cade comes back, if even if he's the first guy off the bench, that's okay. Yeah, so be it. I mean, everybody needs that depth guy. I mean, think about the Pistons when they won. It was Mike James, right? It's not a guy that's going to do anything crazy, no. but you need a guy that can control the floor when he's out there. And Killian Hayes, and it might just be a confidence thing with him. He's still young. When is he, 21 years old? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Yeah, he's, he's 21. He won't be 22 until July. So 
you gotta hope that it's the progression, right? Just keep going up, keep going up. And he hasn't really digressed this year. You look at, listen, his stats aren't all that. You're going to look at it and say he's 9, 2, and 5, right? Right. But then you go look at his game logs, and I, I understand scoring isn't everything. But the fact, listen, he's gone just this month. He went 9 points, 18, 26, 5, 18. So he's still going to have right. some of those clunkers in there. But... And to start the season, would we have thought that this is what we were going to get out of him? I no. would say no. No. And you know, a lot of people, you know, he's a bust, he's a bust. Well, you know, some seventh round, seventh uh, picks in the draft make it, some don't. And some just are NBA players. And I think he he's an NBA player. There's no doubt about it. Not a, not a doubt in my mind, but did you see, I mean, one of the guys that you have talked about that didn't get drafted was Halliburton, right? Did you know he leads the league in assists? Yeah. Isn't that that's, wild? That's the guy. And I mean, I even the that's, Kings should be like, damn, how do right. we give up on him so fast? Well, I love Sabonis. So I know. That, they that's do, why. But, but, like, the Halliburton was the guy I wanted instead of Killian, right? That's a yeah. big dude that's, you know, yeah. good for him. Absolutely. It, it's, it's fun to see, but listen, we've talked about it time and time again. All you want to see out of this team is learn how to play defense, right? Out of the core guys that are going to be here, yeah. right? Is Kevin Knox going to be here? Who knows? No. Isaiah Livers, who knows, right? Burks, I mean, he's probably going to get dealt, you would imagine, because... By the way, you mentioned defense. Nerland's Noel. He started last night, 20 points. Yeah. and 20 minutes, I don't think he had 20 points. Or 20 minutes, yes. He He he, only had two points. He was a rim protector. But that's what he's always been. Yes. Even at Kentucky, right? Yeah, exactly. When the process drafted him first overall, right? Yeah. He's a freak of an athlete, and he's had injuries and such, but some of these guys you see, like... Like, think about Tyson Chandler when he first got drafted into the NBA as a high school kid. That right. Famous draft with him and Eddie Curry. A lot of people looked at Tyson Chandler as a bust in this league. But guess what? He learned his role. Oh, yeah. He got rings. Yeah. And he became one hell of an NBA player. Damn right. And I'm not saying Noel, he's gonna, Noel is no. ever going to have that kind of career. No. But if you learn your role in the NBA, there's a spot for you. Correct. I Period. Mean, and especially on a team that plays very little defense. Yeah, you put him in for a few minutes. I mean, guys in this league are just going to the paint regularly with no collateral damage. Other than this podcast and your job, just as an average sports fan, Stoney, that lives yep. here in the great state of Michigan, yeah. what do you watch the Pistons for? I watch for them like I did the Lions this year for the young players to get better. Yeah, it's a lot. I, I Duran. It's hard for me to watch when he's not playing. I know. But he's the one for me. I know what I'm getting out of Ivy. Right. Right. And it's just a progression with shooting. But Duran is the one that excites me, man. I mean, that's why you watch basketball is to be entertained. You don't want to watch basketball like Michigan, Michigan State, like they played a couple weekends no, ago. No, we, we had a discussion on the Stoney and Jensen <laughs> program about how the NBA, maybe we can get into it a little bit here, how... You know, there's so much scoring. It's awesome. And it's is it is it good basketball? Look, we don't want it like as much as it was fun for us here with the Pistons, you know, run when they won the championship and made the, the six straight Final Fours. But you look back, if it wasn't your team, it was laborious to watch. Yeah, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but even before that, type of basketball started, there was a lot of high-scoring games in the late 80s, early oh, 90s. Yes. Like, a lot. Like like we're seeing now. Not so much on the three-point shooting, but they were high-scoring games. Even the bad boys talked about how you know good defense they played. They still were scoring you know, 110 points yeah, a game, it was basically. Up and down, up and down, yeah. up and down. This is different because 
the def- the rules have changed. They, you know, you can pretty much go through the lane untouched. That's a little bit different. But the other thing is the the players are so much better, faster, bigger. They, they, Absolutely, you know, they, everybody does the workouts. Like even when like watching the last dance, right? I've seen the videos because I'm a huge Jordan fan. But him working out in that little rinky dink weight room, and they talk yes. about he realized he had to lift weights if he wanted to be strong, right? To be nobody the like Kevin McHale wasn't hitting the weight room that hard. I don't think no. You know but mean? now all these guys do, and that's my point. That I mean, even in the off season, where I feel like in in basketball's heyday, which I feel was the '90s. Those guys weren't working out in the offseason. No. They were going, hanging out, having a great time, going yes. to Vegas, doing whatever. Right. That's where basketball is different. I mean, the skill set changes, too. And I love the higher scoring game, right? Does it still not matter to the fourth quarter? Probably. But that's any kind of sport, right? Anything can happen in any professional sport. That's why they're paid to play the game. Yeah, well, well what's happened is with so many of the young players entering the league now, and it's even going to get more later because they're going to get rid of the, you know, people who are going to be able to go to high school from high school, the NBA shortly, Um, which is fine. One more thing on that. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in the NBA last night, Mm -hmm. 16 teams. How many of those teams scored under a hundred points last night? Maybe one or two, two. And they both scored 97. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's just what it is with the league now. But it's I think it's more fun for the average person to watch. Yes, I I do too. And I know a lot of the old farts, and I'm one of them. But I'm not. But I embrace this league. I embrace the scoring. Some of it is a lack of defense. Midway, you know, until the end of the game. Some of it, not all of it. A lot of these threes that these guys are making it's are wild. contested. And they're bad shots, quote unquote. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even, I'm going to date myself, but even growing up playing basketball, the three-point shot was a bad shot. Right. Unless you were wide open. I mean, wide open. And now, I mean, once you cross half court, 20% of the league is willing to pull. I know. And the amount of three-point attempts league-wide, I mean, teams are averaging basically 35 threes a game. What is it like? You go to high school basketball games. I haven't been to one in years. Yeah. But are kids pulling threes like this in high school, too? Yeah, they're more so. Most of the schools, because I'm watching a lot of the Suburbans, and I haven't gone this year at all. I'm not doing the games this year. They're more structured okay. threes. They set plays for threes. It's not as much running. Willy-nilly. Yeah, okay. like, like it is in the NBA. But college, you oh. know, the college is not willy-nilly threes for the most part there, you know. and Unless you're uh, that Caitlin Clark for Iowa. That girl's amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> but, but the college game, and we saw it a little bit with the Michigan-Michigan State game, and a lot of these games are unwatchable. Well, they first off, because the they shot can't clock shoot. is way too long. Yeah, you're just letting these kids hammer the ball into the ground for 20 seconds before they decide. They to actually set throw up. the ball into the post that we're used to, but is completely gone it's, from the it's NBA. It's a different game. It's yeah. not you can't even compare sports. it to the NBA. I mean, Hunter Dickinson, no matter what you think of him, is a human. He's one of the being. best players in college basketball, right? I mean, but he's got no. He has no future in the no NBA. No future because he can't guard. No, right? if he could guard, sure, but I mean, he's seven foot and. He's most mobile within two feet of the basket. Right. So the Pistons, you know, since we last spoke, they went into San Antonio and lost. Which they lost was, that game. That which was a good was, loss. That was a good, that was a good loss. And then they had the back-to-back loss to the Philly. They win last night. And now they have a stretch uh, where they play New Orleans Friday night at LCA. They play the Knicks Sunday afternoon. Then they go to Paris 
to play the Bulls, and then it's Milwaukee home, and then at Brooklyn uh, before another uh, key game at Houston. Tough little stretch. Yes, indeed. Now, the Pelicans. Let's talk a little bit about them. Zion is hurt, so you you know it's a shame. You you know they come in once, you don't get to see him. Pisses me off. Uh, Ingram is still hurt. I don't know if he's going to be back tomorrow or not. It doesn't look like he will. He didn't play last. Uh, he didn't play Wednesday night when they lost to the Celtics. They still got C.J. McCollum, who's, who's just a terrific player. Yeah, Herbert Jones is also out for them still. It yeah. looks like it looks like Ingram's out, right? Is what they're saying. They're not even saying day to day. Valachunas is their other big guy. I mean, he's, he's an, a nice player. Right. But Trey I mean, Murphy's had a really good season. Yeah, which is but that that suddenly has become a winnable game for the Pistons. They lost to them uh, earlier in the season. Uh, in December, uh, by a, I believe it was uh, six points, um, but Zion played in that game. December the seventh, Zion had twenty nine points, and the Pistons only lost by six. New Orleans have lost four out of their last six. They may be looking at looking at this as an opportunity to get well with Detroiter Willie Green as the head coach. Yeah, it's a good coming home for them, and the Pelicans are. 8 and 12 away from home this year mm-hmm. so they're definitely a home team but the Pistons are 6 and 14 at home correct <laughs> so, i mean it's going to even out but i mean you want to see stars play right? right and that's why you go to these games and it sucks because say what you want about Zion and his injuries when that kid's on the floor oh. he's electric yes he is and the chance to see if he was healthy he'd be a top 5 guy in the NBA for fans to want to go watch yes and it just stinks. And then Brandon Ingram, which is a very good NBA player, oh. like he has it all. He can go inside, outside. He's built like a string bean. He's Tayshaun Prince when it comes to his body type. But right. A lot so more uh, offensively gifted oh, than Tayshaun Prince. Oh, absolutely. But, man, man, one day we're going to have to do an episode on that, too, why Tayshaun deserves to have his jersey in the rafters. But we won't get into that today. Okay. But anytime I think of him. Those guys that are up there, he belongs just as much as they do. One man's opinion. Okay. Yeah, well, that, that, that should be it. <laughs> we dis- could have fun uh, with be, that one day. A- a- absolutely. So, you know, like I said, the Pelicans, they're a good team. I mean, they're they're going to be in the playoffs, obviously, because they've lost four out of six. They've they've dropped a little bit. Yeah, you know? but they're still 25 and 17. So yes. it's a g- pretty darn good record right now. And then the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks have given the Pistons oh, fits for years. The Knicks just own the Pistons. Yeah, Julius Randle always sees this game and he's like, all right, let's go. Yeah, he's having a really good year. He's a nice player. Uh, he's a nice player. And last year, he really didn't, people were really down on him because he sulked a little bit. The, his defense is not very good. It didn't seem like him and uh, Thibodeau were getting along so much, but uh, he's he's had a really good bounce back year. You know what he is? And he's, Brunson's played terrific. He's like kind of like a modern day Rasheed Wallace, if you think about it. Just he, he does he doesn't fly. You know what I mean? He, right. He plays close to the floor, but. He, Kid's legit, man, and I liked him coming out of college, and I think the Lakers gave up on him a little bit too soon trying to do whatever the hell they're doing. Just think about it. Between him and Brandon Ingram. Yes. <laughs> Kuzma, it, too. I mean. It, it, it's wild. Well, and Lonzo Ball, they gave up on all that. So anybody, was that all Magic Johnson's doing, too? It's crazy. Dude. No. No? Some of it was Palenka. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the last one was Palenka, okay. the Russell Westbrook trade. That's right. Or, or maybe that was LeBron. Well, let's be honest, it's not Plinka at all. It's LeBron right. with all that right. stuff. By the way, speaking of LeBron, it's almost like Tom Brady. What's that? Not him going d- away? No. Well, yeah, but him being great 
at that age. And he's going to maintain to be great. I mean, dude, the fact that his body is never broken down I know. is amazing, I right? Mean, yeah, he's a little, that hasn't a broken down, bit, but, he's, but he's, he's never, it's little, you know, injuries that he never had before. He's like 39. I know. I mean, it's like, and he's, he's a top 10, if not top five player this legit. year. Listen, a- anytime you face him, he could go, what did he, on his birthday, scored 40 some odd points or. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't have it to do it game in and game out anymore. I don't think. I don't think for like eighty two games. That's why he has to sit as much as he does, because that's when you risk injury, right? right? I mean, but could he play till forty five? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, no doubt about like it. When people were like, he'll never play with this kid. Blah blah. blah. I think he's gonna. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's pretty set in stone. Right? I mean, most of these teams have played, you know, or close to the 41 or 42 games. So we're basically at the halfway mark yeah. for these teams. Do you realize, because, you know, maybe uh, next week we'll talk about who should be in the All-Star game, because it's going to be tough to figure out who's not going to be. And cause I there's know. So there's many people are having great snubs. players. Well, how about this? Last season at this time, 33 players in the league were averaging 20 or more points. This year, 55. I was going to guess like in the 50s. Yeah. Well, if you look at the top five scores, they're all in the 30s. Yes. And it's like, oh, my goodness. But it's fun, man. It's fun. I mean, 30 points used to be something like, holy crap, yeah. that guy averaged 30 a game. Every night you're looking and see somebody has 40, somebody has 50, somebody's got you know 35. And it, I mean, it has to do with the run and gun and everything that we talked about earlier. Yes. It all coincides with that. Gun shy. There are no bad shots anymore. So Correct. You're not getting pulled like you would before. And hey, Mamba mentality, right? They all watch the highlights and they all want to make them. Absolutely. But you know what they say? Sometimes it's better to have those guys shooting than somebody else on your team. Yeah. Right. You'd rather I have mean, the good players. Would you rather have Luca or Tim Hardaway Jr. shooting your shots? I don't know. I'd rather have Luca. Right. Although Hardaway's pretty good. He too. is pretty good. Yeah, I know. He's got a great career, by the way. Yes. Out of that whole team, you didn't think that he was going to be the one with the best career. I thought. Tim, he, I thought Glenn it was Robinson, such a I, Burke, I Mitch thought, McGarry, all uh, those guys. I never thought. I thought Hardaway when he came out, I said, "You got to be kidding me." Karis LeVert was on that team yeah, too. I believe he's had a decent career except for the injuries. But think about all those NBA guys yes. on that team. Yeah, it's wild. And Beeline can't recruit, right? <laughs> you know what he is? He, him, and Mark D'Antonio were the same dude staring at each other. One just coach football, one coach basketball. You're right. They both went for the lower. They weren't dealing with all the riffraff, and they excelled with lesser talent. When those kids, I mean, but even like Trey Burke is a crazy story to me that that kid was in Columbus. I know. And as much as I hate the jersey that he wore, that kid was by far the best kid in basketball. He was a great college basketball player. Great. Controlled that game as a point guard. Like you, you only see so many kids be able to right. to control a game like that every single game. And he did. It was like very similar to Cassius Winston, but he was a better basketball player than Cassius Winston. Right. But they both controlled the floor like that. Uh, like Cassius, I never thought seeing him in high school was going to be as good of a college player as he, he just, was. Sometimes. It's your brain. The, yes, the smartest kid on the floor that can see things differently is the best kid on the floor. I mean, right. like, but then there's other times like Derrick Rose, always the best player on the floor. Yes. Athletically. Right. But then he excelled with everything else. And it's. God, I love basketball. I love it. And we love doing this podcast for you. Uh, Restore the floor. We'll do a, We'll drop another one next week before the Pistons fly across the pond to Gay Paris. 
<laughs> Have a great one, everyone.